Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup, wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. Welcome to another episode of You Wear It Well. On today's show, we're going to take a look at two very interesting research articles. And the first one is from Science Advances. And it's taking a look at a fully implantable wireless and batteryless vascular electronic system that has printed soft sensors for multiplex sensing of hemodynamics. So in other words, the hemodynamics meaning the flow of blood. So basically, in taking a look at the continuous monitoring of the hemodynamics, it becomes attainable with this wireless implantable device. It helps to improve the treatment of vascular diseases. However, because of the demanding requirements of the size, the wireless operation and the compatibility with endovascular procedures, there's been limited development of vascular electronics. So in this research, the authors are able to report about their implantable wireless vascular electronic system consisting of multi-material inductive stent, and a stent is what's placed in the artery itself so that you can cross over a damaged area. So it's kind of like a little sleeve that you fit inside the artery. And also there's printed soft sensors that are capable of real-time monitoring of the arterial pressure, pulse rate, and flow without batteries or circuits. Truly revolutionary. Now, there have been a lot of developments recently in the design of stents. And 
it's been able to make a much better wireless platform now so that they can match conventional stent mechanics and put the wireless electronics within these conventional stents that they have now. So the fully printed pressure sensors demonstrate a pretty fast response time. They're highly durable and uh, they can sense at a real small bending radii. So if we've got just a little bit of increased blood pressure, it's going to bend that stent just a little bit. You can imagine it stretching out like when you're filling up a a balloon with air when you first start filling it up it's it elongates and it starts to get a little bit bigger more and more towards its more rounded shape and that's what the small bending radii is so it can sense just a little bit of bulging or enlarging of the arterial wall so the device is monitored by way of inductive coupling at communication distances notably larger than prior vascular sensors so the wireless electronic system is validated in arterial models, while minimally invasive catheter implantation is demonstrated in an in vivo rabbit study. So the researchers were able to use a catheter to implant this stent-like device in live rabbits. So overall, this vascular system offers quite an adaptable framework for comprehensive monitoring of hemodynamics or the blood flowing through the arterial walls. So basically the current hemodynamic monitoring methods are um, angiography and that's where they put dye into the bloodstream and then they measure how the blood is flowing through the heart by taking basically an x-ray of your heart and it shows the darkness of the of the dye in through the arteries so they would be able to see if the arteries are clogged that way. You can also use MRI, magnetic resonance imaging. You can use a Doppler ultrasound and that particular ultrasound is very similar to the Doppler weather radars that we have but then they use the sound waves to give an image of what the artery looks like. Is it clogged? Is it pretty much fully open? And of course you can also do catheterization where you push the catheter through the artery and while doing that you can also take a look and see if the artery itself is narrowed and as you go to try to push the catheter through it might have a hard time because the, the diameter of the catheter is larger than the diameter of the artery. But all of these basically provide a narrow and incomplete view of the vascular health due to limited and repetitive monitoring periods and also patient immobilization. And although continuous hemodynamic uh, monitoring has been shown to improve patient outcomes, the current clinical devices really do offer pretty limited sensing capabilities due to their bulky packages and the rigid materials. Now these devices are suitable only for pressure monitoring within the heart or with abdominal aneurysms and those are um, the abdominal artery that gets a bulge in it and also the pulmonary artery and are incompatible with other arteries. So overall, the development of vascular electronics for arterial sensing has been pretty much limited by the strict requirements for implantation and operation, including offering sufficient wireless capabilities with a flexible, miniaturized, and low-profile system that affixes itself within an artery 
and is compatible with minimally invasive catheter implantation. So with recent advances in the stretchable and flexible electronics, this really offers a means of forming wireless arterial sensors. One of the recent works that was recently looked at was one that targeted vessel anastomosis and demonstrated a cuff-type flexible pulse sensor that is sutured outside of an artery with a wireless antenna extending outward. So for catheter compatibility, works have to be developed with regards to a stent-based system because stents provide an implantable backbone. Okay, they give a support to the weak artery and are commonly used. But there's more than 3 million of them implanted in cardiovascular arteries each year. So stent-based systems have attached wireless sensors to the stents and have used stents as wireless antennas. However, all existing devices on the market have shortcomings in requiring memory modules, displaying little wireless distances, or showing fragility during implantation. So the authors report that their vascular electronic system consisting of this wireless stent platform also integrated with the soft sensors to meet implantation and operation requirements. So this device is wirelessly operated by an inductive coupling to offer real-time, simultaneous monitoring of pressure, pulse rate, and flow, which offers an opportunity to detect these wide range of vascular conditions. Now they utilize a laser machining process that's developed to form this multi-material inductive stent. And it addresses the key challenge of enabling a wireless connectivity while maintaining critical stent mechanics. So the soft pressure sensors, they're fully aerosol jet printed and conformally integrated within the stent itself. So the use of this printed elastomer pattern as a dielectric enables very fast response times and pressure sensing even when there's bending at a radius of about 0.25 millimeters, which is a key advancement as flexible pressure sensors often are not demonstrated to sense during bending or degraded bending radii as large as 10 of millimeters. So the wireless device is compatible with conventional stenting procedures and exhibits uh, about a 5.5 and a 3.5 centimeter readout distance in the air and in blood, which is two to three times of improvement over the wireless distance over the existing stent-based devices. So device performance is evaluated in a biomimetic silicone artery with pulsatile flow. So this in vivo study in a rabbit model demonstrates minimally invasive catheter implantation in an iliac artery with carotid access. So iliac artery meaning the artery that's in the groin and has traveled through from the abdomen through the hip down into the groin. And then the carotid access is basically the artery that's in the front of your neck next to your throat. They were able to use that as access to put the catheter implantation down into the hip area. So this wireless device consists of an inductive smart stent that's integrated with soft, capacitive sensors. The stent platform offers wireless monitoring of capacitive sensors while providing a reliable structure for implantation. So the stent structure's main design and fabrication challenges offer sufficient wireless capabilities without deviating from the typical stent mechanical properties. Well, to accomplish this, they had to use a multi-material stent that uses conductive loops and non-conductive connectors. 
to achieve a conductive pathway resembling a solenoid and serve as an inductive antenna. So a scanning electron microscopy image shows that there's a fabricated stent and uh, that it actually is maintaining a pretty good position. And so now it can pretty much sense the hemodynamics and the authors used a lamination process, soft lamination, with low profile pressure sensors on the inner surface of the stent. And so the capacitive sensors on an index finger that they utilize first use a structured dielectric layer for enhanced sensitivity and response time. So th that's how they first were able to take a look at putting this, you know, the actual layer on over that and just to see if it was going to actually um, be stretchable enough. So the wireless device is compatible with the catheter deployment, so including the delivery through a guide catheter and balloon expansion. So the integrated stent and its sensor uh, has an initial diameter of about 2 millimeters and can be expanded up to 5 millimeters. And that's similar to conventional stents. So the wireless device is relatively adaptable for varying artery sizes. Owing to this adaptability and optimized mechanics, the device can be implanted via a minimally invasive catheter into a living rabbit's 1.93 millimeter diameter iliac artery. So remember the initial diameter is 2 millimeters and the living rabbit's is 1.93 millimeters. So for the wireless sensing, this integrated stent and the sensors form an inductor capacitor circuits with a resonant frequency dependent upon pressure. So while the pressure monitoring requires only one sensor, placing a pressure sensor at each end shares the stent and forms the two inductor capacitor circuits. And they each have different resonant frequencies. So this helps them detect both upstream and downstream pressures. And so the use of these two sensors monitors a pressure gradient across the length of the stent. So from the beginning of the stent where the blood's flowing through it to the end of the stent as the blood's going past that last part of the stent, it allows for detecting flow rate changes. So this resonant frequency on each circuit is being wirelessly monitored using this external loop antenna and of course a very detailed vector network analyzer. So overall this wireless system enables real-time simultaneous monitoring of both blood pressure, pulse rate, and flow. So quite an ingenious invention that they have and should play a pretty big role in the near future being able to monitor people that are having some problems with their arteries that could be leading to low flow rates or possibly uh, even checking areas that where they've had an aneurysm and put the stent in the aneurysm area and that will keep the blood flowing through it and decrease the pressure then against the weak arterial wall where you have the the ballooning out or the aneurysm. So we can really see that this is quite a it advancement that you don't always see with conventional stents and here they're able to actually monitor the upstream and the downstream. So quite significant in being able to check on weak arterial walls that could possibly turn into aneurysms or put the stent in the area where there is an aneurysm and still keep an eye on pressure gradients to make sure that the individual is not going to continue to develop an aneurysm 
on the length in the, or what I should say, within the stent. So that way you can keep any potential for increased aneurysm very, very, very decreased at that particular area where you have the stent. Now the next article that is very interesting is from MIT. And it's a tailored electronic textile conformable suit for large-scale spatiotemporal physiological sensing in vivo. So in real life, people are wearing a basically a large suit. Well, most of the current efforts in textile electronics have been focusing on a single modality and basically covering a small area. At MIT, they developed a tailored electronic textile comfortable suit. And this conformable suit is able to perform large-scale multimodal physiological temperature, heart rate, and respiration sensing in vivo. So this platform can be customized for various forms, sizes, and functions using standard accessible and high throughput textile manufacturing and garment patterning techniques. So it's similar to a compression shirt. The soft and stretchable nature of this tailored electronic suit basically allows intimate contact between the electrodes and the skin with a pressure value around 25 millimeters of mercury so allowing for physical comfort and improved precision of sensor readings on the skin so this particular suit can detect skin temperature within an accuracy of 0.1 degrees centigrade and a precision of 0.01 degree centigrade, as well as heart rate and respiration with a precision of 0.0012 meters per second squared through mechanoacoustical internal sensing. So the knit textile electronics can be stretched up to about 30%, under a thousand cycles of stretching without significant degradation in mechanical and electrical performance. So experimental and theoretical investigations have been conducted for each sensor modality along with performing the robustness of sensor interconnects, washability, and breathability of the suit. So collective results suggest that this suit can simultaneously and wirelessly monitor 30 skin temperature nodes across the human body over an area of 1,500 squared centimeters during seismocardic events and respiration, as well as physical activity through inertial dynamics. So this particular suit has these sensors placed throughout it so that you can pick up the particular area that you want to take a look at. Say, for instance, you want to take a look at the upper body and you want to take a look at skin temperature of the arms relative to the chest or the legs relative to the abdomen. This particular outfit can do that because the sensors are placed throughout the entire outfit itself. So in taking a, a closer look at this, there's been quite a bit that's gone on in making an entire suit. And so you have to take a look at considerations of different parts of the body that you might find difficult uh, to test otherwise. Uh, for instance, we can take a look at the upper chest where typically the rib cage being closer to the skin 
especially towards the breastbone, that area would take a look at on a very close basis when we want to take a look at skin temperature because there's usually less adipose in that area and then also taking a look at the skin temperature further down over the abdomen where there's generally a little thicker layer of adipose. So those temperature differences could be measured simultaneously due to the nature of the suit as well as we could use the same example in the feet if this particular suit were to go out like a sock over the foot or we can also take a look at the skin temperature in the lower leg relative to the upper leg which is also very important to take a look at in people that have problems with their circulation such as diabetics. So this particular suit is tailored from customized fabric that can be integrated with an assortment of sensor integrated circuits or ICs and interconnects in the form of flexible stretchable electronic strips. So the textile platform consists of channels or these pockets for the weaving of these electronic strips. So these, these sensor integrated circuits and interconnects are developed using a two-layer industrial flexible printed circuit board. So your PCBs are utilized. And again, it's a two-layer industrial flexible PCB with additional steps for chip and passive component assembly and encapsulation with thermoplastic, polyurethane, and wearable and washable encapsulant. So the whole tailored approach through the body fitting results in this particular suit that fully conforms to the curvature of the body. So the textile channels for embedding the electronics further enhance the comfort of the suit. And these particular devices of sensors are completely woven into the customized textile. So we take a look at parts of the suit. We see that there's a sensor island for temperature and there's also an accelerometer and there's basically a very, very small outline size of 0.6 centimeters by one centimeter. So these two layers that consist of these uh, interconnects are very, very thin widths of copper, uh, 18 micrometers thick. And there's also a track of copper that is 300 micrometers wide. And these layers of the serpentine interconnects are sandwiched between a 75 micrometer thick and a 700 micrometer thickness track width of polymonide. And they serve as a bridge for a total of four bus lines as being integrated. And so a closer look at what they're doing with this, we can see that these connections that they have are very, very thin and allow for the flexibility of the material, of the suit, and yet still be able to keep the sensors close to the skin and also reduce the likelihood of the electrical transmissions through those copper wires from being distorted and possibly decreasing the current passing through these and also the information that's being carried from these sensors back to the area for Bluetooth. So we can see that this the woven textile itself is uh, very, very customizable. And there's four main layers. We have the textile itself, and we have the encapsulation. We have an electronic chip layer, and then we have the 
the polemide. And so the whole networks of the modular sensor was to take a look at several different modules. So there's four temperature sensing modules, one inertial sensing module, and two interconnection modules. And then there's your, there's your flexible board, your PCB. And they can fit about 66 temperature sensors and 20 interconnection strips. And it can be done in a very large amount and a very rapid manufacturability with this approach. So the, the temperature sensor, as we noted earlier, has just incredible sensitivity, which I think is very important when you want to especially start to see are there signs of decrease in temperature. So if we would use this device or this wearable uh, for temperature sensing monitoring, say with a diabetic. So we looked at that in the leg and then over time the data is coming back showing that over the course of a couple of months that the skin temperature in the lower part of the leg indeed is decreasing and might be a sense that we've got some problems with blood flow circulation going through the lower part of the leg, which could then clue into a physician that maybe this patient would need to go and see a vascular surgeon and it's very possible that there may have to be some surgery that would be done to help increase the blood flow to the lower leg. So at that point in time, we would not start running into sores breaking out on the foot because of decreased blood flow and also decreasing the likelihood of amputation. So both of these articles are very, very fascinating and it's really an interesting take a look at these particular new wearables that are coming out, uh, whether they're implantable or you put them on like you would a shirt or a pair of pants. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well.